after a week where, well, we found out anything is possible, like pigs flying, welcome listeners to Podcast ONA. Hello, everyone. Hello there. How's it going? Hey. Don't be scared by the runtime of this episode. We did our best to keep it down. We're going to try. We're going to do our damnedest. We got shit to talk about. Yes, we will definitely try and most definitely uh, fail to keep this show at a reasonable length. Because if y'all didn't know, Anime Expo happened. Hmm. And there was a lot of stuff that came out of it this year. Their first year back in person since 2019. Who could have seen that coming? They decided to bring everything that entails with Anime Expo. The good, the bad, and boy, the even worse. And the somewhat confusing as well. There is that. Somewhat confusing indeed, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, certainly served uh, for all of us on the outside, though, as a fine little... uh, Mood lifter and distraction to our continually burning hellscape because. Oh! Yeah. At least we can laugh at the British government for a while. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, shit's, shit's rough over there. When 44 people of the government decide to resign, that's not a good sign. Oh yeah, no, she's she's not going great for old Boris. And no one will be sad except maybe Rupert Murdoch for uh, obvious reasons. Like I've been watching nothing but Sky New- Sky News and the BBC all day Wednesday. Uh, t- when they were talking about this, I forgot how pleasant and nice it is when you hear people talking like non-combative talking heads because they're not non they're not combative talking heads they're people reporting because that's their job and doing so with decorum it's nice no bigger. why can't we have that over here yeah and yet that wasn't even the uh the biggest thing to happen here where i live because this is just going to be serve as our little pre-show anecdote uh, Wednesday, they were recording this. Uh, there's only three of us here because it's been a day. Here where I live, and depending on where some of you live, you might have heard about this, there was a police chase that oh. happened for about two hours. I know this because I saw it on our local ABC affiliate as they carried uh, most of the um, insanity that happened, which included... Four stolen cars, two wrecks, one guy trying to play vigilante by uh, ramming his truck into this uh, stolen car, which, uh, don't do that. Do not do that. Never do that. Do not be brave and stupid. Just don't. All of which resulted in a two-hour-long car chase spanning all over the city, And yes, it took that long because here where I live, our police department has basically a do-not-engage policy due in part to living in a giant city with people everywhere, be it either on the sidewalks or driving around on the streets because there are very busy streets. 
And I'm sure some of you are thinking, okay, well, what's the big deal about a car chase? Uh, number one, it doesn't happen all that often here where I live. And number two, it passed by my house. Jesus. Mm. Twice, actually. Both directions. And the first of these two car wrecks, which was a head-on collision, happened two miles from where I live. Wow. Yeah. It's been a day, if you can't tell. That sure sounds like one. Holy moly. Yeah. It has been quite a day here. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, yeah. So yeah. hopefully tonight's show is not a giant fucking car wreck. No, but we might be talking about one or two. When there's, there is indeed ample opportunity for a couple of either predictable or potential car wrecks. Uh-huh, there will be a lot of that with our uh, gigantic platter of Anime Expo uh, information to talk about. I have seven pages worth of notes I'm reading from for all this, just so I don't have to have... 20 different web links open on my computer and clogging up all the memory, so uh, there's a lot of stuff to get to. That there is. But there has been there has been a lot of stuff to get to that happened pre and technically post AX that we kind of have to throw in here. Not everything due mostly to time constraints. We don't have the Crunchyroll uh, summer season dub lineup. We just don't have the time for that here. We do not. It is something I will mention in passing, but yeah, we I, I yeah. acknowledge we kind of don't. Yeah, we don't have 40 extra minutes to spare this time around, so uh, we're just going to uh, get started here with the pre-slash-post-AX um, info platter. Uh, starting with an interesting update for Jump Plus. Recently announced, Jump Plus titles will be launching on the platform in Japanese and English simultaneously, quote, from 2023 onward. Translation, they know how big Spy Family is and they want to milk all that for what it's worth. So the thing to preface from this particular news in particular, this is not every single title that is on Jump Plus. That, that's not what this means, because there's licensing deals for a number of them, red tape, yada, yada, yada. This means every new title Every new series that starts next year onwards, the plan is to have them available worldwide on platforms like Manga Plus and Shonen Jump. All available to read in English for free, which is... That is a good thing. That part of it, having new series being readily available same time around the world, is indeed a good thing. The one potential caveat we could see? Cheaper translations, quicker and faster. Uh, yeah, there's always that threat of um, machine learning taking over. Either, if not machine learning, at least companies that do it a little cheaper or more haphazardly than some of what we're more used to nowadays. I, I say this because I've read a couple of things on Manga Plus, notably things like Takapi's Original Sin, um, 
Takumi's Original Sin, Oshinoko, and that one new series that's name escapes me right now, but it's got a... Oh, You and I Are Polar Opposites. And the thing I know about a couple of those titles is that those are being translated by a company called Media Bang Incorporated. Which means they do the job, but it's a little shakier. A little... Some of the word bottles look a little awkward. Some of the translation doesn't seem as clean cut as it used as it can be. And it's also probably done for a bit cheaper. So there's... This is one of those good and bad developments. The good is that new titles will be made readily available around the world pretty much instantaneously, and you're not going to have that weird level of, like, you have to do scanlations if you want to be part of reading this series in particular. So this is legally available, and you can support the official release, and that's cool. The con is that the possibility of some of these translations getting cheaped out in order to get them out fast, same time around the world, is indeed a fair and reasonable concern. Yep. Like the song says, uh, you take the good, you take the bad, uh, something, something, and then you have my opening statement. Sip, boo, boo, sip. Good dog. I think that's how the song goes. I have not seen the facts of life in a while. What's the old adage of fast, cheap, and quality? You can only have two? Something like that, yeah. So yeah, either way, this should be pretty interesting to see how this plays out. Something to look out to look out for uh, later on. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the th- other things that happened uh, recently was that Nintendo Direct. It finally happened, and it was a Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase. Which it, here's the thing about it: if you combine this. With the Xenoblade Direct, it would have been a whole 45-minute Direct. Which probably would have been their E3 Direct if E3 happened this year. More or less. But yeah, yeah all I'm going the, to say, Yeah. All I'm going to say is I completely called it where, like, I, I will be shocked if by the end of the month we don't find out that the Persona titles are coming to Switch. Lo and behold, the Persona titles are coming to Switch. Uh, leave it to Atlas to stretch out a new console announcement over a span of two and a half weeks. <laughs> it, that The way that was done was really one of the strangest ways they could have gone about it. Really, really strange. It really didn't make a whole lot of sense. It didn't. It all started with, they're coming to Xbox! And then PS5 and PS4, and then finally Switch. Like, weird. Very weird. Anyways, this is an anime and manga podcast. What does this have to do with anime and or manga? Well, I mean, Mega Man Battle Network Collection was finally revealed, which is awesome. That is pretty fucking cool, actually, yeah. Discotech, please get Mega Man NT Warrior someday soon. (laughs) Uh, We got an actual Sonic Frontiers trailer. But then there was what I'm calling the secret best game of the Direct. Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. 
It is a tactical RPG launching on July 28th, published by Shueisha, featuring plenty of, as the name says, jump plus crossover characters, namely Gabi Maru from Hell's Paradise, Jigo Garaku, Slime from Slime Life, Chrome from Heart Gear, Kafka from Kaiju Number 8, Oshio Kafune from Summertime Rendering, Chloe from Ghost Reaper Girl, Princess from Tis Time for Torture Princess, and Daddy, I mean Lloyd Forger from Spy Family. What a strange game to see get made and localized. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not complaining. It's just interesting, interesting to see this development. So yeah, um, it's Shueisha Games is a thing. I thought that was like a fucking uh, East. That was like an April Fool's prank, but it's like nope. This it's a legit thing, and this is a crossover tactical RPG. Yes, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Okay. I was just looking at the gameplay because I didn't actually know what it played like. Tactical RPG. It's a bunch of these characters are drawn within the game's art style. But pretty much all of the dialogue is just ripped panels from uh, their respective mangas. Mm-hmm. It looks like it'll be a, a good, you know, quick game to play right now and then. And I'm just lamenting the fact that we're not going to get a Project X Zone 3. <sighs> oh yeah, just never. I loved those games. Those were fun. They were. Why did nobody else buy them? Uh, you, you know, half the half yeah. the battle is people buying them. Half the battle is companies marketing them, Ugh. or not, or or the lack thereof marketing. Yes, Ugh. lame. All right, well enough of that. Uh, this was a little bit interesting to hear right before AX. So, who remembers that 3D CG Saint Seiya Nice of the Zodiac show on Netflix from a while ago? checked out an episode or two. I <laughs> remember that show. It was an interesting, somewhat odd take reimagining Saint Seiya, including the fact that they turned the androgynous male pretty boy character and made him a woman, which was a choice. It was a choice. Yeah, it was certainly a choice. This slipped under all of our radars. There is a second season called uh, Battle for Sanctuary coming out uh, this season in the summer. And it's going to be on Crunchyroll. I'm going to be honest. This did not slip under my radar. My radar is usually like fine-tuned to pick this shit up. This was announced and then confirmed... Pretty much day and date that it happened. What wasn't, though? So the part that wasn't, that was confirmed, or wasn't confirmed, is that this is apparently going to get a simuldub? Here's why that's particularly interesting, and also particularly strange. So as we're aware, this is the sequel to the CG Saint Seiya series that was originally a Netflix exclusive. Now it is on Crunchyroll. They announced during Anime Expo this is going to get a simuldub day and date with the subtitles. 
The reason this is particularly notable is this series was actually a prelay animation. As in, the English language came first. And that English language prelay was done at Sentai Studios. That is presumably still happening if they are doing this day and date. So, Saint Seiya, Knights of the Zodiac, Battle for Sanctuary, the CG anime sequel to a Netflix original anime that was voice prelayed done at Sentai Studios is now going to be a Crunchyroll license. Confused? Yep. Good. A little bit, yeah. Welcome to the anime industry. Nothing's guaranteed. Shit's weird. And it's only going to get weirder as we progress tonight. Ugh, well, no argument there. I mean... Who would have guessed we have a Netflix defection to Crunchyroll? I'll be honest, I'm less surprised about this than I should be because we've kind of had a couple of Netflix def- defactions or what? What? Cup. This, this has happened before because uh, of the uh, Knights of Sidonia now streaming on Funimation and them getting the new. Uh, them getting the new Knights of Sidonia movie, Sentai picking up Takagi-san Season 3, and the new movie. So, the vibe I'm getting is Netflix is very protective of the things that do gangbusters for them. That's why there's a new Kakegurui spinoff series premiering in August, that's why they are making one more season of Beastars after no longer being on Plus Ultra. That's why they're making like a third or fourth Baki anime with stuff like Knights of Sidonia, Knights of the Zodiac, Tagagi-san, etc. Anything that doesn't do killer for them, they're willing to let fall by the wayside at this point and be like, eh, whatever. I'm, I'm just thinking they're like, I'm I'm just thinking about this like uh, sports trades. Netflix gets JoJo, Crunchyroll gets this. Probably not a very good trade if you put it like that. <laughs> I mean, Baker Mayfield got traded out of Cleveland here to Carolina for nothing, so it happens. Either way, so that's what's up with the new Saint Seiya CG anime season. A Netflix original that was dubbed at Sentai Studios is now going to be on Crunchyroll. That is quite the thing. That it is. It certainly is. (sighs) Well, uh, Crunchyroll also announced before AX that the Slime Time movie, Scarlet Bond, will be coming to theaters in early 2023. I hope they make the availability for that better than they did for fucking Fruits Basket. Let me tell you what. Yeah, yeah we could kinda... use more than just one day. <laughs> like, that had three days, but the... Yeah, even in Connecticut, where it's like, man, there was really nothing in Connecticut. That seems absurd to me. Anyways, yeah, I like Slime Time. I would go see an original movie. 
That should be fun. There's nothing to really report right now. It's coming in 23. Uh, presumably going to be dubbed too, because it, it, it's... I, I'm not talking about the whole seasonal dub slate, but they're basically... Things aren't locked for what will or won't be dubbed at this current time. I don't believe that they're not gonna dub the Dr. Stone special. Are you fucking shitting me? Who the fuck you fooling? Just take it under this mantra. If not now, then later. I presuming later is always in the cards. It's just yeah. some of their choices, I think, are strange. Dependent on studio availability, really. Either way, we I don't have the time to talk about that. I really yeah, don't. don't. All right. Yeah, um... We're a ways away from actually talking about the summer season. That'll be, like, sometime early August. But we're already preparing for the super ultra-loaded fall season because, yes, it was announced the second half of Spy Family will be coming in October. I believe they announced it was always going to be split, but now we know for sure. We got a little trailer, and it's featuring the good dog! They're hide they they decided to keep the good boy to the second half, which makes sense. That's at least a couple of episodes long, but it's gotta be he's, he's gotta be the goodest boy. <laughs> Love him. He's he's big yeah. friend. It's also yeah. really it's also oh god okay. Did you see the Anya statue? Okay, you cl clearly did it. Let me explain this. So, there's like a pre-order statue of a statue with Anya riding something, and the something is being censored? But it's like, it's clearly, obviously, the dog. But it's just, you ever think, man, sometimes just censoring the thing just makes it look even weirder and or worse? Yes. Yes. Sounds like it. Like, sometimes, as it turns out, posting a picture of a bunch of colleagues of yours and then literally censoring them out of the picture to celebrate the anniversary of a video game you worked on is, in fact, poor form. Yeah, that's, um... Yeah. Anyway, Spy Family Part 2 in October. Look forward to it. There's gonna be a fucking lot this fall. <laughs> As if it's not loaded enough. But uh, thankfully, some folks are showing a bit of restraint and putting some upcoming second seasons to January, namely Season 2 of Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Oh. Oh yeah, that is that is also in January too, isn't it? Yeah. That, and also, more importantly than that, season <laughs> two of Birdie Wang! Yeah, I, I, I know Jet, uh, Jet's not here right now, but I know he had been saying that there are characters in that opening that did not show up yet, and it seems like the, the Twitter account had been teasing a potential second season, and it's great to see that's confirmed and coming in January. Hoorah. Now, Dubbichin, morons. Yes! Do that! Send that gay birdie sky high. 
<laughs> Flip the gay do it bird. for the good puck. Flip the gay bird. Do it. F- do it for your rights and your freedoms. Yes. <laughs> yes. With extreme golf. Seriously, folks, watch Birdie Wick. It's very good. And utterly ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. And then we have this. We now know when the second half of Tiger and Bunny Season 2 will be dropping on Netflix. It's going to be in October. Fuck. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they, it, it basically, they, they're doing a split core, but like a batch all at once thing. So, As if the fall season isn't big enough. I'm finally catching up and watching Tiger and Bunny, by the way. Also, people lied to me. I legitimately... Okay, either people lied to me, or I just didn't hear people. Those two Tiger and Bunny movies were not recap movies. One was half of a recap, the other was a half of a story, and the other was just a sequel to the TV show. I don't know who told you that, but they were... stupid. I might have just misheard people and just assumed it was a recap. I'll say this, I'm also halfway through Tiger Bunny Season 2. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Tiger and Bunny is fascinating in that the writing for Fire Emblem has gotten progressively much better as the series has gone along. Because mm-hmm. they literally just started out sexually assaulting Rock Bison and other male characters and then became like a gender genderqueer non-binary character and then actually became a character they treated with tact and respect which you know what I'm all for that lot can change in 10 years lot can change in 10 years for sure also yeah yeah, uh, thumb thumb and sky high fucking And uh, if any of you need a little bit of a holdover until uh, that happens, uh, Bastard, Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy, Dark Schneider is the personification of fuck bitches get money. I love seeing everybody on my timeline being like, let the dude hang dong, you cowards. I actually just uh, binged that yesterday with a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. nice. Second half's coming sometime later this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. We'll talk about that when we talk about the summer season. Okay, and uh, looking a little further ahead, we now know, coming to us in the year 2023, as announced in Weekly Shonen Jump, Mashal, Magic and Muscles. All right, this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. This is a show I feel like, this is a manga that is a ton of fun. It's basically One Punch Man, Gintama in Hogwarts. Is how I would sort of surmise it. Okay. It's... M- minus the obvious. Yeah. Minus, minus, minus the obvious stuff. But hey, Mash is a very good boy. He likes his friends. He likes cream puffs. And he got muscles for days. Muscles game. <laughs> for days. So this uh, is going to be very... Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see who actually gets to work on this. Because all we got is this is in 2023. 
and this one is Anaplex. Yes, it certainly is Anaplex over in Japan, but there's just something about this that's, I don't know, there's some weird feeling I've got about this. Uh, maybe we'll talk more about it later, I don't know. We will probably have to talk about it later, yes. Well, but, well, we'll, we'll uh, get there when we get there. We'll cross there when we get there. All I'm going to say is, very curious to see who's actually going to work on this show. This is, a, this is a, indeed a fun manga. I also see people saying that this will be a complete adaptation, which is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Because the... The manga is indeed in the home stretch now. Like, it's indeed in the home stretch now, but it's also like in the home stretch with a hundred plus chapters. So, it's not exactly light. Like, like there are more chapters of Mashal currently than there are of Chainsaw Man's first part. Just for reference. Hmm. Well, uh, complete can mean a different um, couple of things. It could be a long complete or a compressed complete. We don't know. We will see. If, if nothing else, Mashal, reading it weekly, it is a very breezy read. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I can read this in like maybe like three minutes or so. It's It's pretty brisk, pretty easy reading, but it's very fun, and the art and characters are very amusing and fun. I'm excited for this anime, either way. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Uh, something that's... Well, it was announced a while ago. We have to talk about, again, getting another delay. The Uzumaki anime for Adult Swim has been delayed once again. It's not going to make it to October, as the staff needs some more time to work on it and not, quote... Compromise its quality by delivering a mediocre final product. The, the best way to summarize this is the team is feeling the pressure and does not want to fuck it up. No, not since uh, the Vest Man took over everything. I The good news is Tsunami and Production IG have given them the permission and ability to take their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now just remember everybody, Toonami is solvent for the time being. They're good. Don't freak out. Toonami is okay. I think there's just that level of like what's wrong with the block. The block is kind of in a general limbo where it is, it, it, it's basically st it's static right now. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's waiting for things to get cleared. It's not regressing, but it's not progressing either. Yeah, so we're just we're just sort of stuck until uh, contrast can be sorted out. Somebody decides we can move now. Yeah, and you know yeah. the whole Sony the whole Sony angle has definitely really put a wrench in it. There's that, and all the. New reconsolidation happening at one of our discovery, which oh, that's annoying. Either way, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't get why people are so really hung up about this particular one. I feel like this is the one they know is gonna be the good one. Yeah. 
Oh, since this, uh, we're also on that topic, let us pour one out for the famed Atlanta Adult Swim mural. Yeah, fucking that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> it's what it is, but that sucks. Uh, okay, let's uh, carry on here. Let's talk about an upcoming movie coming to a stateside in September. Goodbye, Don Gleese. G-Kids announced it will be coming to theaters on September 16th, with fan preview screenings happening on the 14th and 15th. I'm very excited for this one to make me cry. I feel like this one's gonna make me cry. Because I watched a place further than the universe. I remember episode 12. I remember that hurting like a motherfucker. I'm excited. And now this one's gonna get dubbed. Oh, I actually missed this. Actually has an MPAA rating. Yeah, PG. Yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems about right. Yeah. I'm very curious to find out who's in the cast of this one. <laughs> Either way, we'll find out. Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. We'll find out in due time as I uh, look through some of the stuff here on ANN. Oh, Kaurawan is going to Otakon, and uh, James Gunn and Cedar 51 are not involved with this Lollipop Chainsaw remake, so what's the frickin' point of it? Bummer, but it's at least a good way to push that title forward in any capacity. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, stay tuned for more information as it develops. Okay, and... This wasn't announced at Anime Expo, but it was announced at a uh, convention. And this is apparently a thing that exists, or will exist. So at the RTX Austin event, Rooster Teeth Expo, uh, we got a teaser for Volume 9 of Ruby, mm -hmm. along with a film spinoff of Ruby featuring... <sighs> The Justice League. So, there's a couple of ways you can parse this. On the one hand, yes, this is weird. This doesn't make any sense. This is very clearly Papa Warner Brothers playing around with crossovers that they can get away with and they think yeah. will do well. I, I believe, technically speaking, Rooster Teeth is still a subsidiary of Warner, by, a, like, a small technicality. It is indeed still owned by Warner Brothers, yes. So, that's what I say there. On that angle, yes, it seems silly, it seems ridiculous. On the other hand... On the other hand... Guess what fucking Monty was a big fan of? Insane, crazy crossovers with cool animation and characters. Haloid. His big things were Haloid and Dead Fantasy. Haloid being Master Chief and Samus doing a cool big action fight. And Dead Fantasy, which was Dead or Alive and Final Fantasy, plus Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts, doing a cool fight stuff. So you know what? 
in that regard, it's kind of cool seeing his OCs getting to interact with the motherfucking Justice League. So, I'm going to say something potentially controversial, but I stand by it. I don't think Team Ruby should have crossed over with the Justice League. I think it should have been Teen Titans Go. You're not wrong. It, just tonally wise, especially with Ruby Chibi, it would just fit a lot more with the kind of insane, silly, silly shenanigans of comedy in Teen Titans Go, and they would also probably just pull all of the potential making fun of the fans' punches that would make everybody mad. Because that's kind of what Teen Titans Go identity is. Which I'm not even upset at this point. I kind of almost admire it in, a, in like a petty way. Either way. So yeah. They are... We don't have anything else. It's just Ruby and Justice League at some point. Yeah, sometime next year, I believe. Okay, so if it's going to be like a PG-13 straight-to-DVD movie, can we actually get like... Bumblebee to happen with like for real? Come on. Just, just. Well, this is still bound to be better than whatever Zack Snyder put together twice. Ah. <clears throat> Stop asking for evil Superman, you goddamn weirdos. <laughs> Everybody. Okay, the most unhinged thing I saw was it's insane how these are Superman, but more interesting and relatable, and the motherfucker posted pictures of Omni-Man and Homelander. Dude got ratioed hard. Like, if I found that from a quote, it's, if, it was like if a Dragon Ball Z fan said, wow, this dude's more interesting and relatable than Goku, and posted a picture of fucking Frieza. You're either missing the point, or you're trying to come up with a very, very bad point. Either way, fucking unhinged people out there. Anyways, uh, congrats to the cast of Ruby getting to hang out with Wonder Woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's something that's happening. And, and we also have one last uh, post-AX thing to talk about here. It involves Netflix again. So this past weekend saw the season four finale movie of Stranger Things, and uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, hello to everybody discovering Metallica for the first time. Uh, welcome. I'm. I thought this was the last season, and I found out the next one's the last season. Yeah. I'm not even a fan of the show. I don't even know what goes on in the show, but I admire that uh, sequence of events. Very good. <sighs> but uh, recently we've heard that Matt and Ross Duffer, the uh, brother duo responsible for Stranger Things, citing from an exclusive from Deadline, have announced some new projects for their newly formed Upside Down Pictures company for Netflix, including an adaptation of Stephen King's The Talisman, with Amblin and Paramount, a Stranger Things stage play and live-action Stranger Things spinoff, and a live-action Death Note series. A new 
rebooted live action Death Note anime. On the one hand, this can work. On the other hand, you have to actually know how to make it work to make it work. And I don't know if these guys are gonna know how to make it work. Okay, so real talk, though. Can we get Willem Dafoe back? That'd be nice. Like, Willem Dafoe is spot on. Lakeith Stanfield as well? Keith Stanfield, I'll be down for two. Shit. We don't even need to do a Death Note story necessarily with Light Yagami. Like, remember that one one one-off that was kind of like a hit, which was some guy finding it and was basically like, I don't want to use the notebook. I'm going to auction the notebook. And that turned into a whole thing which led to the United States buying it and Ryuk almost killing Donald Trump. (laughs) (sighs) Something tells me that um, Alba wouldn't have done it even if he wanted to. I legitimately believe... No, here's what I believe. I believe Oba would have pulled the trigger. I believe the editors at Shueisha were... were like begging and pleading and red in the face. Please do not incite a national fucking incident. And then he was like, ah, fuck it. Fucking fine. I can shit talk Oba for a lot of things. I'll give him credit. I do believe he would have for real killed Donald Trump in his universe. I mean, we know what happened to Dr. Stone, just not in, not in as violent of a form. And they cut that for the anime. Cowards. Those cowards! Still salty about that. Oh, Lord. So, uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm more, I'm more interested in this project for the Talisman than, you know, a freaking Death Note live-action series, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, it feels like we've kind of played the card of the uh, live-action uh, Death Note thing, and... Running it back a second time. Eh. We'll see where it goes. I don't... Either way, the fact that this is Netflix and it's a live-action series and not an animated TV show probably means it's going to keep happen no matter what. God knows they have... Actually, actually no. They don't have the money to burn. <laughs> Yet they somehow keep burning it. Gonna keep burning that midnight oil till the sun don't shine. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the guys from Metallica are very happy for all those uh, Master of Puppets royalties they're getting from Stranger Things. Good for them. Well, uh, any words before we move on? We're we're almost an hour into this. We probably should just move on. Okay. We haven't even hit AX yet. Yeah, there's one last thing to do before we get there. The Sentai September home video slate. Is kind of light. It's a thing that exists, and I'm sure in a few years from, from in a few years from now, we'll be probably seeing a lot of these showing up in uh, fire sales from Sentai's websites for a dollar. <sighs> uh, give or take. 
But this one's pretty light, but there's at least some interesting yeah. stuff to parse from it. Yeah, so first, on September 6th, we have a new skew of Magical Warfare. Okay. Yeah, okay. We have, on September 13th, for the first time on Blu-ray, Sayuki Gaiden. Oh, okay, so this is not new release, but this is first time on Blu-ray thing. Uh, yeah. Its only other release was on DVD back in 2013. So, nice upgrade. Yes. And we have a movie re-release of Gunbuster. Yeah, so Gunbuster, they have the rights to Gunbuster the movie, while Discotech has Gunbuster the seven-episode OVA. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. one will be sub-only, while that one will have a new English dub. Yes. Isn't it li- isn't licensing fun, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> uh, nope. All right. On September twentieth, we have Girls in Panzer das Finale Part Three. They, this is the third of a planned six-part finale movie. What the mm-hmm. shit? I I don't even. I think they're actually caught up to the number of movies. We're still re- waiting for the other three to come out. We also have another movie, uh, Seitsokai Yaku Indomo, the movie. Neat. Which I believe is also considered the second season of uh, Seitsokai Yaku Indomo. Would it surprise me? I, I don't I know. Don't know. I know it's a it's a weird, raunchy gag comedy. I know the scene. I I need to pee and I want to drink something warm, and it's like, well, it seems like we both have something to gain here. <laughs> oh, ew. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the one scene I know, and the scene with the small girl and the baseball. Either way, see, okay. it seems very silly. Okay, on September 27th, we have a premium box set of Dororo. I didn't even know this was announced. I don't even think they said they were going to do a LE for Dororo. I think this just happened. Like, usually usually I'm a little more, like, receptive of, like, oh, they announced there's going to be a LE for this. This one came out of nowhere. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a cool show, and I've heard very good things, and I will eventually watch it. Mm-hmm. Very good. And we also have here a complete-ish collection, seasons one through three of Yukiyuna is a Hero. To note, only season one is dubbed. <sighs> yeah, that one. That one's kind of a fucking bummer. I'm. I guess I'm not terribly surprised, but I'm. I'm also not gonna say I'm. Not let down and or disappointment toyed either. Cause yeah, that one's kind of lame. I, I guess that yeah. that was a cast that they, they there was like no way for them to really. It was either get some of them back or none of them back, and I guess they decided none of them sub only. So, also, the the wording was very confusing, because I legitimately thought they got season one sub only, too? But nope, it's just, it's just the first season is dubbed there, and the rest are all, it, 
seasons two and three are subbed, and they have the little uh, Yuki Yuna shorts too. So it's a full collection. It's just kind of a bummer that it's a uh, it's just sub for the rest of it. Yeah, it's it's what it is. Considering the alternative, I'll still take it, but uh, this one's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Okay. We got through all that. And now it is time for Anime Expo. We enjoyed Anime Expo in the best way possible. Not being there. Yes. Am I giving it as little attention as as necessary? Because, um, if you couldn't tell, the crowd control was still absolutely garbage, even after three years. Absolutely horrendous crowd control. Absolutely horrendous, um, COVID procedures and measures. Absolutely horrendous treatment of the vendors, artists, and shits. Absolutely horrendous HVAC um, procedures where I think it was like people who were reading the air pressure were reading it was like 4,000 P- what is the measure? Uh, uh, PPM. PPM. Which basically yeah, uh, means that is dangerous woozy yeah. territory. Uh, for out of context, normal air is 400 ppm. Like, normal outdoor air, that's up at a good level. If it's 400 to 1,000, that's normally normal. Going up to 2,000, it's a little clogged. Beyond that, uh, you're in trouble. Also, y'all are going to Los Angeles in July. Like, j- just don't. Just don't. It's I understand the excitement of there. It's a cool crowd, cool environment, all that jazz. But also, like, that is... There are people that are absolutely confirming they have COVID-19 right now, and that is that is for sure going to be a spreader event. Lovely. I'm, I'm, I am both excited and nervous as hell to go to my convention next weekend. Well, uh, related to this, Otakon has announced uh, they're going to play by strict rules, which um, most should, if not all should. Good. Good, I respect that. Yeah. And of course, uh, this entire event managed to follow on a pretty uh, eventful holiday weekend, because yes, Anime Expo started on Canada Day. God bless those lovely folks up north. Ole, hosers. Mm-hmm. And it ended on a day where everybody shoots off fireworks for some reason. I don't know why. Eh, this... Uh, I did not feel like being patriotic. The most I did was wake up that day and say, I want bagels. And I got bagels. <laughs> The strawberry mm, cream cheese because I'm fucking worth it. Yeah. Well, all I did was go to work and watch uh, Joey Chestnut choke out a guy in a Darth Vader mask while chugging down hot dogs. I I saw that. I was like, fucking what? Time and place, guy. <laughs> dude got choked out while the dude was choking on dogs. 
You got choked out by a dude on crutches. Respect. That was the Joey Chestnut flu game of hot dog eating contests. The hot dog contests are wild, bro. Yeah. Takes a lot of uh, internal stamina to suck on all those wieners. Alex, really? Yes, really. (laughs) Joe. Joe. Buddy. It was the easiest layup he could have taken, my man. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't. It, it, I, like, I would have been more disappointed if he didn't at least acknowledge it. I figured we needed some levity as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, w- I, would, well, I would partake, but I'm going to be doing a lot of reading. I don't have it in me to deep throat a lot of dogs right now. Woof. <laughs> well, that's Oof. just disgusting. Oh God! I said okay. Yep, I'm seeing. I'm seeing the error in my statement now. I forgot. It's becoming a, tre- it's becoming a trend with you, man. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's let's go to the news. Yes, let's because we started on uh, day one Friday with J Novel Club. They had uh, plenty of. Uh, New titles to announce, starting with their new light novel licenses with Re-Re-Reincarnator Executioner, what a title that is. Alright, Reincarnated Executioner. Dill Steel Link has always played heroes on the stage, but he never wanted to be one. Veteran, yeah, da, 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 all the reincarnators. Five years, Dill seeks the body of his daughter, Iris, victim, reincarnated, lone survivor, Okay, this one actually sounds a little interesting. Kind of sounds a bit of a uh, dark fantasy re- revenge-ish thing, looks like. Art yeah, on that looks enough. pretty cool. And it actually yeah. is starring an adult man. Holy shit. Always a welcome change of pace. Yeah, that dude's got daddy energy. Both figuratively and literally. I respect that. Mm-hmm. And we also have here... Formerly the fallen daughter of the Duke. Claire Martino. Uh, noble upbringing. Cloud prince for fiancé. Promising future. Till everything crashes down. And the magical talent goes to her half-sister. With her engagement broken and reputation tarnished. She flees the only life she's ever known on Venture to find the freedom. It's anything but easy. Okay, so... Oh, wait, it's reverse? It's a reverse video game isekai thing. Oh, shit! Thing. Okay, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, so Noble Girl runs away from home after not inheriting talent, and then gets reverse isekai'd. And finds out she's a video game character. Okie doke. <laughs> Alright, cool. Sure. Uh, we also have here... Isekai Tensei. Recruited to another world. Woo. After waking up out of the Tema, gets second... Tema agrees, reborn. As he grows more... Baby wolves! Okay, you had me at baby wolves. <laughs> Are revealed to his adopted parents. Grandma and asked for 
Baby wolves. Okay, you have me at baby wolves. So maybe you're not total wash. Okay, I mean, waking up at your own funeral is kind of weird, but you know, whatever. I lived, bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see that again later. We'll see. It's a tease, kids. Speaking of teasing. Yeah, we also have here Yuri Tama from Third Wheel to Trifecta. Yuna Momose and Rinka Aiba were made for each other, and their whole school knows it. Between Yuna's princess-like elegance and Rinka's prince-like charm, all their classmates see them as the ideal couple. Yotsuba is no exception to that, but she is exceptional another way. She somehow managed to become fast friends with both of them. Having the whole school's favorite ship as her two best friends isn't exactly easy, though. Not only does it make everybody treat Yotsuba like a particularly obnoxious third wheel, it makes her feel like one, too. Or at least it does until Yuna asks her out. And then Rinka also asks her out. And Yotsuba, whose social anxiety never seems to kick in until after she's already messed something up, says yes to both of them, without sparing so much as a single thought for the consequences. Oops. Now Yotsuba only has one choice. Keep her accidental two-timing under wraps and make both of her new girlfriends as happy as she possibly can. So it's the Yuri version of having two dates sitcom. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm down, especially <laughs> if this ends in Polly. That's always welcome. Mm -hmm. Either way, I'm, uh, that sounds cute and fun. I'm game. Yeah, okay. Alright, we also have Yashiro-kun's Guide to Going Solo. Proud to be a loader, doing his own thing, studying alone, karaoke, expert, find perks, doing things solo, Hi loader guy, hot girl, especially she's afraid, becomes reluctant teacher. So it's just to bottom tier, this is just bottom tier Tomazaki. Yeah, kind of. Wow, yeah, I'm reading this premise. This is almost a carbon copy of Tomozaki in premise. Oh, Lord. All right. I, I like Tomozaki more than I expected, but that Tomozaki is a premise that can easily be done very poorly. <laughs> yeah. All right, we also have here uh, something that we're a little more familiar with. How a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Oh, I didn't even see they got this. Okay, cool. So they're releasing the is okay. They're getting the the light novel after already having the manga. Cool, cool, cool. Oh wait a minute, hold on. I read it wrong. Uh, apparently, this and the going solo thing are from the same author. Real? Oh shit, they are. That's interesting. I did. I uh, did. I did not know the realist hero guy also wrote his own bottom tier character Tomazaki. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we also have here the actual new license on the list. The Conqueror from a Dying Kingdom. Ooh, I ooh, I like the art on this one. Oh, that's why I like the art on this one. Uh Mayu number six. Original character designer for number six. Wow, okay. Okay, yeah, no, this dude's got a good track record. As a self the Conqueror from a Dying Kingdom. As a self-professed no-lifer, Yuri idles his days away in... Okay, Isekai. Um, 
So, abrupt end and finds himself reborn in Shialta Kingdom. His new life includes everything he once lacked. Loving parents, comfortable home, promising future, breeding and raising birds on his dad's ranch. Presentry, the kingdom he calls home, enjoyed peace and prosperity. Uh, war is a distant problem, revealing only... This peaceful existence can't last forever. Something rotten lies at the heart of kingdom. It doesn't seem like Yuri's exceptional. Okay, so basically, gets his ideal life. Political corruption is going to tear the kingdom apart. Cool. Naturally, yeah. Okay, we also have... I'm just going to read the title and call it a day. Backwater Dungeon. Fuck that long-ass title. I'm just going to read the title and call it... Backstabbed in a backwater dungeon, my trusted companions tried to kill me, but thanks to the gift of an unlimited gotcha, I got level 9999 friends and am out for revenge on my former party members and the world. Fuck, I don't care. Uh, Give me a title like that. Those are all things I... Those are several things that annoy me about fantasy video game light novel-ish shit. All in one title. Congratulations. Fuck off. Lame. Lame. Yeah. We also have here Death's Daughter and the Ebony Blade. Uh, Livia's just a baby with a busy ears feet. From the day in the temple becomes the god of death, educates herself in ways of combat. Love for our magic right up till Z disappears. Olivia leaves the forest for the first time in search of Z with the Ebony Blade. Out on the wheel, all's not well. Bitter war rages. Olivia shows up. Da, da, da. Thanks to Z's training, she quickly proves herself. Cool girl, cool sword, cool battles. Got it. Cool. Alright, that, 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 like, that sounds like it could be fun. Alright. Hmm. Uh, we also have, finally, a title that's actually short and to the point. Seventh. Hey, that's seven letters, and it's seventh. Good stuff. Quirky. In a world of swords and magic where the goddess is revered, Lyle Walt was fortunate enough to be born the first... That is, until his parents disowned him for losing... Once been hailed as a prodigy, but the birth... (laughs) Enigmatic old man swoops in to rescue, but... Will be able to prove... Will be able to solve the mystery. Uh, Seem uh, tired, Andrew. I'm reading the same plot points I read two to three synopses ago. Oh God! What do you think? Yeah. Uh, same author is trapped in the dating sim of all things. Oh. I mean, schedule vouch for it. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'm passing on seventh. All right, and then there's this dungeon dive. Aim for the deepest level. After waking up at his own funeral. Oh my wait, god! Wait, 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 wait! I, we read this already. What the hell? No, no we didn't. This is. Wait, no, this is the same. <laughs> this is the same what? synopsis. Oh, oh, did somebody. Oh, somebody in AN actually might have screwed that up and copy and pasted oh. it twice. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. This was cited from a press release. 
This came directly from Jay Novel Club. Oh, so... <laughs> are you telling me that all of these premises are actually samey enough that somebody legitimately copy-pasted the same synopsis twice and didn't catch it? LOL, LOL, LOL. Wait, amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, no, wait. Hold up. I need to look. Uh, Tenma, as he grows up, these are slightly different synopses. What? They are actually slightly different synopses. Now I'm even more confused. Okay, anyways, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care enough about this one. What's next? Like, well, well, uh, yeah, what's next is... Formal Panic Short Stories. Hey, glad to see them getting more of Full Metal Panic stuff. Glad it wants doing well for them. That's pretty cool. Okay, then. So, there's. it's not in this document. I have a question. Are we going to talk about the other thing Jay Novel got? Or did? Yes, I, I, have, I have the other things here in my notes. Um, cool. They also had a manga license, uh, Isekai... Tensei, woo, but if you remember a few episodes ago, we talked about the shit show known as Soul Press, we were wondering about some of those titles and the future of those licenses. We kind of know now, because we have Soul Press license rescues here, namely seven license rescues. Holy shit. Yeah, they are... Uh, why shouldn't a detestable demon lord fall in love? Redefining the meta at VR and HML Academy. Battle Divas. Strongest gamer, let's play in another world. I surrendered my sword for a new life as a mage. Let this grieving soul retire. And the GM has logged into another world. I did not expect soul press licenses to happen this fast, actually. that That's genuinely surprising. So these are definitely not some of the bigger ones people were looking for. The the big one's going to be Chivalry. The big one's going to be Chivalry of a Failed Knight, but this is really cool to see these titles not rotting away as Soul Press just kind of collapses in and on itself. This, this is really cool to see that these titles are getting licensed, rescued, especially possibly given new translations too, given the whole shit show we've talked about before. Yeah. This is a very pleasant surprise, and I'm very happy to see these licenses are getting picked up. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, that was Shea Novel Club. As per usual, they'll be available uh, when they're available. Like, people who know, know. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we have what Yen Press has on offer. Fifteen new titles set for release sometime very soon, starting with Volume 4 of Fruits Basket Another. I believe this is the final volume of Fruits Basket Another. I know people were looking for this one, forward to this one for a while now. I believe so, yes. Very cool. We also have apparently Disillusioned Adventures will Adventurers will save the world. I feel like we've talked about this before. I think somebody else might have licensed the light novel. This is Yen Press getting the manga. 
yes, this is the manga. It's about uh, a total loser getting embezzled and uh, dumped and... Fantasy party. Uh... Yeah. This next one's a little more interesting, actually. Yes, it is Your Forma. In an alternate near future, the Your Forma, a miraculous smart thread technology, initially developed to treat a massive outbreak of viral, and, and I'm not reading that word, has become an integral part of daily life. But these convenient devices also record every sight, sound, and emotion their users experience. For electronic investigator Ichika Haida, diving into people's memories via the Your Forma and hunting for evidence is all part of a day's work. Problem is, she's so adept at what she does that her assistant literally fry their brains to keep up with her. After putting one too many aides in the hospital, the top brass finally furnish Ichika with a partner on her level, a brilliant yet cheeky android named Harold Lucraf. But can Ichika put her prejudices aside, against robots aside to solve the most complex case of her career? Oh my god, it's fucking sci-fi som it's like i the somnium files kind of <laughs> and i'm kind of down for it. wow this is a sci-fi mystery series with like a quirky insane girl and her robot partner oh wow this sounds great that sounds really cool okay. uh, the, the word is encephalitis by the way encephalitis inflama inflammation of the brain got it Either way, wow, that's a cool-sounding manga. I, I kind of want to check that one out, actually. Okay. We also have the manga omnibus of Pula Magi Oriko Machika. I'm just going to say neat and move along. We have the K-On! manga omnibus. I did not even realize Yen Press were the ones that had the K-On! manga, but cool. Now they're releasing this in a nice omnibus format, and you can get a big box with your big... Big ol' Qatar. Maybe not that big, but, uh, yeah. There's also K-On! Shuffle. It's a K-On! Shuffle! It's a K-On! Spin-Off. And these girls also look very cute. Cool, cool, cool. If you're a big fan of K-On! And you want more K-On! I know people, this has been out for a bit, and this is first time it's getting localized. Cool. There is the Konosuba Memorial Fanbook. I don't know what that means. Every character, every spinoff is facially represented in full color. Exclusive. I... What is this? I don't know what Memorial Fanbook means. I guess it's just like a fancy art book. It... Is it like a... If it's like a anthology thing? Or if it's just like... I... It's another Konosuba uh, thing. That's that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 Okay, we have a light novel here. The Opportunistic Princess Has All the Answers. Stepping into the world of your favorite book might sound like a dream come true, but for Maki Tazawa, this very opportunity presents a unique challenges. A passionate lover of boys' love novels in her previous life, Maki now gets to spend her days as Princess Octavia and enjoy the company of her favorite fictional couple. Her brother, the Crown Prince... Sirius, and his lover, Lord Sill. But two men can't produce an heir. As the story goes, in order to solve the problem of secession, Princess Octavia agrees to a political marriage and offers up her own child to the throne. But this Octavia can't accept such an unfair tale, so what if she lives in a BL novel? 
Wait, okay, hang on, hang on, okay. There's a lot going on here. But I'm intrigued. Like, this can only go one of two ways. This could either go really poorly or really exceptionally. I kind of thought she was going to become, like, a surrogate mother for, like, the two. I thought that's where that was going. Um. Okay. That's wild. I thought you were going to adopt one of us. I. Okay, there are so many Freudian slips you can go here. Anyways, I'm not against this. You have my attention. <clears throat> Don't be creepy or weird. Please? Please and thank you. Okie doke. Moving on. Okay. Right, back to more manga we have here. I'm quitting heroing. The manga version. I don't know if somebody has a light novel or not. I can't keep track. Anyways, they have the manga of this. I will be talking more about I'm quitting heroing later tonight. Yes. And we have Hanzora 7. I wish I could meet other humans. That is the secret wish of Rhea Frontier, who grew up as the sole human and veritable melting pot of other fantastical races on a small island. As she prepares to celebrate the turn of the thousand-year cycle, that wish is granted in the form of a war party of humans that arise on a flagship to ransack her home and hurt her friends and adopted family in search of Pandora's box. Pushed too far by the cruelty of her race, Rhea somehow manages to unseal the terrible power of what the humans have been looking for, unleashing a tragedy that will change her life forever. There's a lot going on here. Hmm. Yeah. You have my attention, though. Okay. But can uh, you keep it? That's a good question. Can that you keep it? That is the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have something I'm a little interested in here, a manga entitled... Shy. Yes, 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 yes. I've been hearing amazing things about Shy for a while now. I'm really, really happy to see this one finally got licensed. So, Shy. Earth was on the brink of a third world war when superpowered individuals came first forth from each country around the globe, ending the conflict and ushering in a new era of relative peace. Among those heroes, Japan is represented by a timid young girl known as Shy. She may spend more time worrying about her own shortcomings than she does battling villains, but she'll show the world that despite it all, she still has the heart of a hero. Everything I hear about this one sounds fantastic. I know people are have really been wanting this one to be licensed for a while. It's in the same magazine as like Bak as like Baki, B Stars, Irma. I've been hearing great things about it. I'm really happy to see this one finally get licensed. I'm absolutely gonna pick this one up. Really good get Yen Press. Good job. Good job. I was really excited to see this one. Okay, very cool. And we have a novel here, Even If This Love Disappears From The World Tonight. When Toru Kamiya is pushed into falsely confessing his love to Maro Hirano, she tells him she'll date him on three conditions. Don't talk to her until after school, keep any communication between them concise, don't really fall in love. Unfortunately, he fucks up step one. And when he tells her how he feels, she reveals that she has an illness that prevents her from remembering anything that happened the previous day. And that she uses a diary to keep track, but Toru is determined to build it. Oh my god, it's F a tale of memories. <laughs> 
It's fucking F a Tale of Memories. It's the girl with the eye patch from F a Tale of Memories. I really like that that particular aspect of that show. It's heartbreaking too. This is interesting. I was thinking of like one week friends from a couple years ago, but that works too. You, you similar premise. Amnesia time loop tragedy romances is something that has my attention. So hey, cool. Yeah. It's like Memento in reverse. Sure. If you get the joke, you know what I mean when I say that. But uh, yeah, we also have here honey lemon soda. This is actually kind of a big one because this is a really big popular shoujo manga that has been unlicensed all this time. And you know what? Really happy for shoujo fans out there getting some wins. This is a this is apparently a really pop. This is a from 2015. That that was when this started. So shoujo manga that started like seven years ago. Fuck it, that's awesome. Really happy for like fans of shoujo manga getting a win with this one. That's that's fucking great. Uh, middle school left Uka Ishimori with nothing but scars, to the point where she's forgotten how to laugh or cry or even say hello. But chance re-encounter with a boy with lemon-colored hair invigorates her, giving her hope that maybe, just maybe, life can be that much sweeter if she finally reaches out for help. Yeah, no, uh, happy for the Honey Lemon Soda fans out there. Uh, you guys get that W. Cool, cool, cool. And we also have Doomsday with My Dog. We're going to be talking about this anime in a little bit, but I've heard good things about this one. A single teenage girl journeys through the crumbling ruins of civilization, a concrete tropical that's outlived mankind. However, just because she's the last woman on Earth doesn't mean she's alone. She's accomplished, accompanied by her dog Haru, an adorable and quick-witted Shiba Inu, who will gladly lend his wisdom to his human companion. Such a pleasant conversation partner to keep the post-apocalyptic doldrums at bay. The end of the world might not be so bad after all. It's girls like toured, but with a pooch. I'm in. Okay. And lastly, we have Oshinoko. Fucking finally! <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I've been waiting for somebody to actually pick this up. I've been reading this off of Manga Plus, so this actually probably means it's going to get a better translation now. I was expecting this one to either be a Viz Media license or a Seven Seas license. So seeing Yen snag this was a hell of a surprise, but I'm not fucking complaining. Let's fucking go. So yeah, well, to that I say, congratulations! So yeah, um, absolutely fucking floored by both Oshinoko and Shy Gang licensed, but also stuff like Honey Lemon Soda, Honey Lemon Soda, Honey Lemon Soda, and Your Forma sound great. A good showing from you, Yen Press. This is a, this is a pretty great showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to round out, they also announced uh, five Marwa titles for their Ize Press uh, label. The World After the Fall, Villains Are Destined to Die, The Remarried Empress, Tomb Raider King, and The Boxer. Nice! <sighs> Very good, okay. Now we get to Kodansha, and they have 
quite a bit of stuff here, starting with some digital titles coming uh, our way, uh, some sooner rather than later. I think I think this one is out now from the author of Tokyo Revengers. We have Desert Eagle. Hmm. This was his original series. Ichiko Washio is a young man with a bright future. Bright future, that is, with the gangs of Shinjuku. When he meets Ringo Taki... Ringo, a fellow student hell-bent on revenge for those who took everything from his mother, the gregarious Ichigo doesn't think twice about helping, even when it means it'll pit Ichigo against men he's looked up to his whole life. But Ichigo knows he's in the right with his new friends and a healthy dose. He's ready to return. Okay, so this dude likes delinquents beating the shit up out of each other. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like a pretty decent one. So yeah, this is his original series getting a digital run. Now that's pretty cool. Okay. And we also have here something that I think is a little more interesting. My Wonderful World. Shinobu Asakura has never been able to read or write, and not for lack of trying. It's made getting and holding down jobs difficult, and he's constantly berated by people who thinks he's slacking off when he's just trying to help. A chance meeting with a cafe worker who introduces to a new word, dyslexia, may just change the course of Shinobu. Oh! Dude learning he's dyslexic. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also have here my maid, Miss Kishi. Uh, Kishiro Hayase has a reputation as the wealthiest, hottest, most eligible bachelor in town. But as they, behind every successful man is the maid who keeps him from tripping over his two feet. Enter Miss Kishi, the most competent professional maid around, and the only thing keeping from Kirichiro quite literally crashing and burning. He owes it all to her, but he can, can he ever make it up to her? He's sworn to try, no matter how many things must get broken, scattered, or lost to do so. Sounds fun. Sounds like hijinks will ensue. I do enjoy hijinks. Hijinks people do, yes. And potential ROM of the com varieties. <laughs> yeah. And we also have Hella Chill Monsters. What a title that is. Ooh, I like the art of this one. Not everybody wishes for a peaceful afterlife. Least of all, Bonzo, Sk- Bonzo, who dearest wishes to find a case for a skeleton detective like him to solve. Along with his unreliable assistant, Vampy Vingrid, and zombie frenemy bounty hunter Nero Lichman, Bonzo swears to solve the problems of Limbo City. But does it still count if he's solving as problems as well as his friend's own making? Okay, this one sounds fun. And oh man, I really like the art on this one. This one's really cute. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And we also have here my tentative name, Watashi Kari. Oh, this one looks fucking dark. Our protagonist awakes in a house he doesn't know. In fact, not only does he not know where he is, he doesn't know who he is. What he does know is that unfamiliar house is empty, save for the body and head of a decapitated woman, a stranger. He's rescued by a woman, Shio, who calls him Iori. But is that who he really is? And when she helps him hide the body without batting an eye, telling him to trust her. Okay, waking up, there's a dead body and somebody's helping you get rid of it. What the fuck's gonna happen next? (laughs) Sounds dark. Well then, uh, we also have physical titles coming our way, with uh, these titles announced to be coming in print that were previously uh, digital only. Madaka Kuroiwa is Imperious to My Charms, Twilight Out of Focus, 
a condition called love, the great cleric, am I actually the strongest, and quality assurance in another world, which I think is the explanation for CD Projekt Red. I'm really excited for Madaka Kurokawa's Impervious to My Charms. I've heard that one's a pretty good romantic comedy, and that one sounds fun, and some of these other ones seem pretty cool too. But there's a couple other titles in this in this pool of license to go through, and let's go let's go through them. Yes, we will start with the Yakuza's bias. Oh, thank God, these are shorter summaries. A Yakuza yes. enforcer becomes the gang the gang world's biggest K-pop stand in this cult comedy manga that went from web comic to sleeper hit in Japan. Okay, that actually sounds pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that actually sounds like that could be pretty fucking funny. Yeah. We also have Lovely Muko. I feel like I've seen this before, actually. Was this the an anime? Title definitely sounds familiar. Yes. Okay, that would do it. It was anime that ran from 2013 to 2016. This one looks very cute. It's a story that depicts the lovely everyday life of Komatsu-san, a glassmith, and his pet dog, Muko. Muko wishes is that Komatsu-san could become a Shiba breed dog. This one sounds cute and fun. Uh, we also have Seraph of the End, Gruen Ichinose, Catastrophe, the manga, I believe. This is the manga adaptation of the light novel series. By the way, just a reminder that uh, Kodansha and Vertical Comics combined into one entity, so I think this was originally like a Vertical Comics license. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that pr- that's probably why. So yeah, so Kadansha and Vertical are kind of like the one and the same now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard this one's a pretty, this one's pretty fucking nuts as a backstory in regards to people who read the light novel and tell me it goes fucking nuts and Gurren Ichinose is a fucking disaster. Hmm. Well, we also have another Soul Press rescue here. Saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. Wow, cool. We're actually getting a lot more yen, uh, yeah, soul press rescues than I was expecting in this timely manner. And yo, good, good for you, Kadansha. Uh, one day, Mita falls off a cliff as transported to medieval Europe type world. After a near death encounter with a pack of wolves, she then realizes she's able to transport between two worlds. This one and her own. Taking advantage of this ability, Mitoa decides to live in both worlds and calculates that she'll need 80,000 gold coins to be able to retire. Mita- okay, so she's basically just slumming it in two worlds and she's trying to stack up enough coin to be lazy and happy. Good for her. Oh, yep. it's, it's from Good the author her. of Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life. Cool. I'm sure that means something to someone out there. Okay, we also have here an omnibus of prophecy. A newspaper masked vigilante who broadcasts his acts of vengeance before committing them. A newly formed police division tackling the new frontier of internet-based crime. As the sun rises on this era of information, can a group of people who found themselves at the bottom of the food chain rouse society through the web and avenge a fallen friend? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. We have... I'm going to try and say this as frenetically as I can. I male cross-dress for the IRL female meetup. 
Okay! Coco has made three best friends in her online game, and she's excited to meet them in real life at a dessert cafe for the first time. The only problem, she's actually a man who's been lying to them. What begins as a tense manga about online life quickly turns into a lighthearted comedy about friendship, gender, and forgiving yourself and under- Okay, so sounds like this one might actually be cute and queer. I I I remember hearing people where it's like sometimes you start cross-dressing ironically and then you find out okay maybe it's not as ironic as I think it is. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, this one could actually be pretty interesting. Mhm. Mm All right, we also have Sugumi Project. Oh, I've seen the art of this really catches my attention and I've heard this one's got some pretty big accolades from a couple of people. In the far future, a soldier named Leon is taken from his family on a trumped-up charge and dropped into a suicide mission. Recover a dangerous weapon from a deadly place. A place ruled by huge, irradiated, mutated monsters. A place only known 200 years ago as Japan. He and his teammates aren't expected to survive this place. One of the scant pieces of information they have is the weapon's name. Sugumi. That art striking. That premise sounds interesting. You have my attention. Mm hmm And then we have this, a very classic tale, I believe, dating back to the year 1895. Holy shit. Kyoka Izumi, The Surgery Room. Oh, Kyoka Izumi. Wow, okay. I'm ashamed to admit I know that from Bungo, but hey, that's how I know it. Yeah. It's a yes, I, I believe... I believe this is a, a, a recently illustrated version that came out in Japan a couple years ago. Okay, so this is an old story re basically brought out with a newer version with newer illustrations. A mysterious encounter in the surgery room leads back down the paths of memory after a young woman refuses anesthetics to protect her secret. Kyoka Izumi's 1895 classic is a mysterious, wrenching tale of doomed love. All right, that's a pretty good haul, I gotta say. Um, it's not, it's it's didn't blow me away, but I gotta say, Kodachi's got a couple of cool titles. I gotta say, the Yakuza one's pretty neat. Uh, glad to see another. Um, glad to see another Soul Press license. And Tsukumi Project actually seems pretty good. I'm I'm excited to check that out. Uh, safe to say, that's a pretty good wrap on Kodachi's uh panel. There's one more thing. Is that right? Yes, it is. Let me see if I'm saying this right. Uh, welcome to Demon School, Irumakun. Let's fucking go! Holy shit! Holy shit! I turned the volume down on my end this time because I knew it was coming. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. Did you hurt yourself or something, or fall over? No, no, sweetie. I was, I was getting into it for, for the, for the bit. Well, get less into it because you made me concerned. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You worried me for a second. Jesus Christ. I'm okay. I promise. Okay. I love you. I love you too. Please, please don't die. I won't. <sighs> okay, what the fuck, though? So, 
I've been requesting this on, like, licensing releases for a while now. I had a hunch if this was going to get licensed, this was fair game. I figured, in regards to people who have licensed from Akita Shonen and uh, Weekly Shonen Champion, Viz, Yen Press, and Seven Seas were all fair game. Did not fucking expect Kodansha. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's not the one I expected to pick this one up. I'm not fucking complaining, though. I'm really, really fucking happy about this one. Holy shit. <laughs> this is another one of those I am obligated to buy all of the copies to put my money where my fucking mouth is. <laughs> Uh, this fucking th rules. Yeah. I'm also going to need to think of, like, a new thing to put on licensing surveys now. Because this was, like, my big one. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Aherin-san. I think that's where I'm going to lean. This fucking rules. I'm really excited. Yeah, and don't forget, season three of the anime is happening this fall. God damn it. Yep, fall... 2022 is unbelievable. So yeah, I gotta say, between just Yen Press and Kodansha Comics, a lot of manga I really wanted to see get licensed stateside were licensed stateside. <laughs> this was just day one of Anime Expo. Yeah, and there's still more to come. And uh, thankfully for this next part, we don't have a whole lot of synopses to read, so uh, Andrew, you can rest your voice for a minute. Thank you. Because now we're going to take a look at Comic Key and what they had at their panel. Uh, Comic Key, for anyone who doesn't know, is a app-slash-platform that sort of licenses out content from other uh, companies. As it says here, these will be available... Um, throughout the year and different parts of the year. Uh, I believe, yeah, this first batch from Ablaze Publishing will be available third quarter of the year. Uh, Kagaster, Tracy, Virtual Hero, The Id Hunt Chronicles, and Gung Ho series. I, oh yeah, those are a couple of things I believe are based off of like uh, Netflix titles. So yeah, Kagaster, Tracy. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, apparently there are 12 titles from Osama Tezuka coming soon from Digital Manga Inc. As, as it says here, high-quality releases. Well, yeah, it's a high-quality version. And it will include titles such as Crime and Punishment, Barbara, Ludwig, Melody of Iron, and Glass Castle. Cool. For all you Tezuka nerds out there. <laughs> all right, coming in July via a partnership with Hakusensha, the Banished Villainous Husband, Bite Into Me, Eriko-san on the Attack, and Omoi-san's Overwhelming Obsession. From Shueisha, coming in third quarter 22, Pocha Meshi, Stuff Your Cheeks With Love, mm -hmm. Look It Up On Your Own Time, and coming third quarter 22 from Golem Factory, Lady Beast, and Iris the Last, and the Lady and her smartphone. Cool. I, I don't have a lot of synopses of these. These are these are pretty cool. Comic Key seems like yes. a neat platform. Yes. 
Now we get to go to another platform, Mongamo, which, uh, yes, they are a uh, digital platform. And, oh... What the fuck oh. is this title? Excuse oh. me! Fucking... Yeah, our first one here is... No, 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 no. I, I, I want to read this. Okay, Andrew, go ahead, but keep your voice down this time. My stepsister, who tells me to die every day, tries to hypnotize me so I would fall for her? What the fuck? What the fuck? <sighs> High schooler Auto Ichigaya's light novels of forbidden love aren't exactly flying off the shell. Oh god, he's a light novel artist. But he's got bigger problems right now. His cute but psycho stepsister, Shizuku, has decided the way to his heart is through hypnosis. Which doesn't actually work, but Auto isn't about to let her know that Auto's childhood friend, Rinko, might be his only hope of rescue if he even needs rescuing at all. When you're. <sighs> okay, okay. I need to mentally prepare myself for reading this one. When your stepsister wants to kiss you and kill you, there's just no way for a guy to win. And you two motherfuckers need Jesus. Cover your ears, baby. God. I heard that, you nasty. <sighs> Holy shit. Okay. Jesus Christ. Let's move on. Yes. Let's move on to Kami-sama Death Game. Kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Jingo, a shady duck collector, awakens to find himself in an unknown forest surrounded by grotesque monsters. But there's more to these monsters than meets the eye. They're gods, and they want to play a game. Finding themselves as unwilling participants, players are forced to pair up and discover the world of horror and death sports in Kamisama Death Game. <sighs> Fun. Yeah. Fun. We also have Guardian Angel. The games bring girls together. Ooh, these girls are cute. Uh, Mio Kongoji and Akane Hinata start an esports club at Tomohana High School. Problem is, neither of them have played esports before, and this is already an elite esports club by the advanced students at the school. To make matters worse, they don't even have enough club members to form a team. Can this unlikely club rise up and compete in the national championship? Okay, wasn't expecting an esports manga, but you know what? Cute girls doing esports. Alright, fuck it. Yeah, as my good friend John would say, <clears throat> eSports. You know, now that I think about it, I'm kind of shocked this hasn't already been done till now. But hey, hopefully it's yeah. good. Okay, 
We also have here... Ugh. Ah, this is somebody's kink. This one is somebody's Tonezawa kink. san is done being human. Okay. I mean, so am I, but... Andrew... Yes? Go ahead. All Go right. Ahead read it. Haru Yonezawa is an outstanding office manager who is looked up to by all his teammates. On the surface, he's a cool and collected, never getting his feathers ruffled by his grouchy boss. But the truth is, he has a secret hobby that, if anybody found out, would destroy his elite image. Every night after a long, stressful day at work, he unwinds by dressing up and role-playing as a dog. Looking for a new master to help meet his needs, he calls upon a call girl who shows up as none other than one of his support- Oh my god. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just gonna play the Bad Boys 2 clip again in post. Mm. And you two motherfuckers need Jesus. Cover your ears, baby. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of admi admire something having the balls to actually have, like, for real somebody ha as, like, a pet play kink. Like, that, that's not, they're, they're not even like, it, oh, okay, how do I describe this? Carefully. This is consensual. It's awkward comedy hijinks ensue, but this is consensual. He is not being forced to act like a dog against his will. Consensual. I I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but there are, yeah, there are those that do it non-con, and it's a little fucked. I, sure, but I'm still gonna kick. Still. It's still kick shaming is kick shaming. I'll kick shame the guy a little, it because it's fun. The the dude looks like a bitch, but you know what? He knows it. He knows it, and he knows what he's about. Yeah. So you have you have fun with that, my dude. Okay. And finally, we have, I don't understand what my sister's friend is thinking. For, okay, good. Not in the family. Chie's big brother finds himself dumbfounded and perplexed by his younger sister's best friend, Suyu, as she doesn't say much. She seems to space out often and blushes easily, but what on earth is going on in her head? Though she's quiet and shy, Suyu seems to have romantic goals of her own of this coming-of-age story unfolds. Follow along with this young trio as they learn about each other in this cute tale of love and growth. Hopefully, it's more cute than it is potentially creepy. We can only hope. <laughs> Look, the bar was set way down low with the first one we read, my dude. So, all of these Ugh. are a vast improvement, even including the pet play one. That's still an improvement over what the fuck I read up above. Well then, that was Mogamo. Um, incognito mode exists for a reason, folks. Incog Mogamo. Yeah, sure. All right. And now we get to our first major holy shit what is happening of, of the uh, convention because we had a Macross panel not a Robotech panel that wouldn't happen until Monday a Macross panel courtesy of 
Big West, the other major proprietor of Macross uh, content. And I mentioned this, I'm going to mention this before we get into it. Pictures were floating around on Friday of the Harmony Gold display. They had a really decked out Toyota Supra, which just looks super gaudy as shit. Most because those cars aren't that great to begin with, not compared to Honda or Ferrari or fucking even Mitsubishi from the year 2000. But that made me think of something. The differences between Harmony Gold and Big West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sleep in a racing car, do you? I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Ha! Oh, yeah. And in that big bed... Oh, boy! We found out who's going to be getting what in the not-too-distant future, because, as you recall, there was a bit of a licensing agreement made between these parties for future releases. We didn't expect this much this soon. No, we did not. So we're going to start with something coming in October from Udon. Artistry of Macross, from Flashback 2012 to Macross Frontier. A very detailed book that uh, looks very good. I believe it'll be available at San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con with uh, Hidetaka Tenjin, the, uh, the uh, author of the book, being there in person. Yeah, nice Macross book from Udon is very promising. Yeah. Then we heard even more. Namely, that Animigo will be releasing Macross 2. Yeah, what the fuck? And if that wasn't enough, Anime Limited secured for release very soon in Europe, Canada, and the US. Macross Plus! Holy cannoli, this is crazy. So is this officially their first U.S. Blu-ray license? Mm, technically, no. They do have a partnership with Shout Factory, which has led to Bartender coming over here. As right, well as, right, right, right. Technically speaking, Evangelion. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so there's at least a but, couple of them they're involved in, but... Yeah, and the, the most notable thing about this it's going to be the movie and the OVA series. Damn. That incredible, masterful piece of art with top talent like Shoji Kawamori, Shinichiro Watanabe, Yoko Kano, Brian Cranston. It's all there. Wow, Brian Cranston was in that dub? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did some anime uh, voiceover work in the 90s before I, I, uh, I, 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 big on TV. I, I knew he was in a couple of them. I think I knew one was like, art, well, something the third. Anyways, either way, I knew about that, but still, that's fucking wild. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough, right stuff slash zombie entertainment have secured coming soon. Macross Delta and Macross Frontier. Holy. Fucking shit. I think I saw Nicholas Dupree from ANN losing his McMotherfucking mind. 
Yeah. So this is incredible. These titles have been in licensing hell for decades in one form or another. All we've gotten from Macross Plus is a terribly encoded DVD from 1999. We've had that same release for over 20 years. And we're finally going to get a new release of it. Thank God above. And it sounds like they're not picky to who gets what. No. Like, and, and Amigo, all they've been doing over the last couple of years are Kickstarter projects. This will not be a Kickstarter project. They're doing something else. Honestly, if you're working with the older Macrosses, getting somebody like Rob from Animigo to do that is... That's that's somebody you want in your corner doing something like that. Good for him. And he still has more he's working on. Yeah. Now, as far as other titles in the Macross series go, I can't confirm this. There might be some issues with Harmony Gold sitting on rights that, like I said, I can't confirm, but it, it, it would seem like a, a fitting thing for Harmony Gold to sit on rights to things like, oh, I don't know, do you remember love? I, If nothing else, I think what this means is the conversation is officially in the works. All the, any of the Macross titles, if none of them are guaranteed... But all of them are not impossible anymore. These are big gets. These are big... These are very big gets. Like, these these are... Macross has been one of the most in-demand licenses and titles for a long time, for very good reason. It took a while, but we're finally... Finally... Getting our way into getting more of this outside of Japan. In some cases, for the first time ever. Absolutely insane. <sighs> man, oh man. I I know it's also, I don't know if we're going to mention it, it basically sounds like um, it is confirmed that uh, right now, dubs for these are not in, at least for uh, Macross uh, Delta and Macross Frontier. Those were the newest ones. Yeah. Sounds like dub. Uh, yeah, that, that I think that might be a little too much for uh for right now, yes. Yeah. They said right now and at this point I'm basically approaching it from the angle of I I can't believe they even got this license at all. Even if it takes a little while, even if it is just sub only for now. Fuck it. Macross. <laughs> This wasn't even impossible. This wasn't even a possibility a few years ago. Yes, they will be coming. It's gonna. It might take a little bit of time, but they will be coming. God damn. God damn. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Now then, from Warner Brothers Japan, uh, they didn't have a whole lot. They just had you know the usual you know video presentations of upcoming titles they're working on. They also had a, a look at uh, Mob Psycho 100 Season 3, which... Yes. So, the cool thing is, Mob Psycho 3 Season 3 is looking, sounding, and seems like it's 
in the right hands of the right people, and they're still doing very good work. They also confirmed uh, both Japanese and English dubs are in the works at Crunchyroll, and it's going to be premiering in October. Of course it is. The shitty thing <laughs> is it sounds like we might somebody might have fucked up. Big time. Oh yeah, time. apparently somebody at the uh, panel uploaded the trailer on YouTube via camera footage and some folks didn't like that. It's not a trailer. It's the uh, what, it's the, the op- it was the whole opening of season 3. Oh. That's even worse. They asked nobody to film it. Somebody filmed it. And of course somebody filmed it. It's Anime Expo. Nobody there listens to the rules. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that might have fucked things up, or at least is going to make people a lot more wary about showing big stuff like that in an environment like that from the Japanese oh side. God, these fucking people. Yeah, that one's kind of a big, you you listen when they tell you not to film shit events. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We also uh, got word of when oh, I'm calling part two of JoJo part six, so Notion, will be uh, made available to all of us. It'll be dropping on Netflix on September 1st. That sounds about right. It's it's kind of like similar to the first batch, which was a month before the uh, winter a- anime season. This is a month before the uh, fall anime season. So that, that, that checks out. Mm-hmm. I'll get the all that uh, done and ready in time for uh, that other David Pro series that's premiering in the fall. Oh, you, Ursa Yatsura. I was like, wait, didn't yes. Spriggan already premiere? And it's like, oh, you mean Ursa Yatsura. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, yes. So there's that. Are we going to watch a priest suck off a vampire in these episodes? We shall see. <laughs> Or are we going to see the Bohemian Rhapsody one, which is apparently going to be a nightmare to to do? Oh, guys. I, I have no idea how we're going to do our fall season show. Uh, the best we can. <laughs> that might be our first intentional two-parter, because I, I have no idea how else we're going to do a divide of everything available. Also, I'm curious to find out what's the deal with Anna Sweet, because I hear... From friends of mine, Anna Sweet fucking sucks.